Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. You know, it's really interesting when you run into people and you have this kindred spirit sort of connection. There's something about people who help people in the military, people who've been in the military. There's this really interesting bond. Now, I met Lacey Langford a little while ago. Actually, I think we just met through LinkedIn. Now, hold on. Just can you remind, how did we actually connect? It was LinkedIn. Yeah, I, I think I was promoting my conference and I think a lot of that stuff was pushed out and we connected that way. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So one of, one of your connections is a mutual connection of mine. They shared that. And all of a sudden I'm like, well, hold on. What is this mill money con, right? Uh, military money conference that you're putting on. I'm like, oh my gosh, this sounds really interesting. And then when we were talking, you've hyper-focused your focus <laughs> to working with military families, which of course is, is music to our ears because we're huge fans. Uh, anytime that we find anybody who's hyper-focused their niche. So uh, if you don't mind, why did you go in this direction? What What is your story and how did all of this develop? Well, at first I didn't go in this direction. I tried to help everybody with money and that was a complete failure on my part. And I had to relook at what I was doing, but I grew up in the military. I was an army brat. I served in the air force where I met my husband. I became a military spouse and that was my life. And then I became, while I was still on active duty, that's when I went and became a you know, got my degree in finance and I wanted this career path, but I had military life in the middle of all of that. And it was this weird world that I was walking in. I wanted to have this career in my earning power, but I had to work around my husband's infantry career. And that was very frustrating, rewarding, but frustrating. And, but that was my community. It came easy to me. So I denied that at first. I was like, that's not really a niche. That's just my family. And, you know, that's, that's, you know, it's kind of how you grew up. Yeah. And, um, I remember one time I tried to help somebody at my church, which I think that's really great. I'm helping somebody for free at my church with money. And it was so awkward. They had no military background. There was no zinging moments with them where I felt like, man, they are hearing everything I say and they're loving it. And I'm there. We're just vibing versus, um, they just felt like awkward, like everything was just like stuck in the mud. And, and so I figured out like, if it's this difficult, if I talk with somebody for 20 minutes and it feels like three hours, that's not the right path. But if I've talked to somebody for an hour, but it felt like 20 minutes, this is my zone. And so I started to figure out by process of elimination and doing the work that this is what felt good to me. And I felt like I was resonating with that audience and I was motivating them and getting them the results that they wanted versus the other where, where it was just like uh, awkward. You said zinging moments. What, what does that mean to you? Elaborate on that because I like how you said that. And I think that's more powerful than a lot of our listeners really understand. What, what, what do you, how do you define that moment? That it's the way their eyes light up. 
I know that sounds kind of corny, but especially like a husband and wife where they're looking at each other like real quick, something I said was powerful to them, or they felt confidence. Seeing that moment, it zinged like, wait a minute, like I can do this. This isn't as bad as I thought it was. I can figure this out. Now I have the tools. I have a sounding board. And it's in those moments where you're seeing that whatever it is, the advice or the resource, the tool that you're giving them is going to have an impact. And it already did to think like, when I leave here, I'm going to do something about it. And that's a feeling I think you get when you have that connection. Hey everybody, it's Matt here, just jumping in real quick. Have you had your zinging moment yet? Have you ever seen your client's eyes light up after telling them exactly what they needed to hear? This connection only happens when you're serving a specific clientele. If you want to do this, but you're not sure how, we have a free course called Creating Your Ideal Client Profile. By the time you're through, you will know exactly who you wanna serve and why. You can take this course right away by joining Powder Rocket Academy for free at proudmouth.com forward slash episode 369. And when you're helping that, and you said family, right? I, and I love that. I don't think a lot of the financial services professionals realize that when they find their people, right, which you were raised with this group of people, so you really truly speak the language. For some advisors, they don't have that, right? They don't have that sort of um, ingrained upbringing within all of the lingo that you have to know, all of the social mores and folkways that go along with being in the service, you know, all of those different pieces that you were raised in many different life scenarios. Um, how would you help an advisor try to find those people if they didn't have the same level of like intimate understanding that you do? I would first look at what you're passionate about. There's something probably you do in your personal life that you love that will translate to finance in your profession. So if you love animals, you might be working with veterinarians because that's something that resonates with you. You love to help. Um, maybe you're always rescuing dogs and you understand what dogs need. That might be a niche for you. You shouldn't deny something just because it's something you like and you do in your personal life. That's actually your zone of genius because you understand the struggles in that area. That's just like the military. I understand their struggles because I've lived that. If I don't have a dog, then it's going to be very difficult for me to sit down and talk with a veterinarian about you know their finances because I have no idea what they're talking about. And that's very frustrating to the client, to the customer, that they have to explain their life to you before you can actually start helping them with money versus you're starting on a level playing field. So I would look at the things that you like to do that you're decent at and that you have, you know, have some knowledge about as the starting off point to say, this is something I'm interested in. Can I help a group of people with their money that are involved in this? And, you know, you want to work with people maybe that can also pay your bill. You, you know, there's a difference between making money and pro bono work. Um, and sometimes people get that confused. So you, you do want to consider that. And then think about, can I talk to this group all day, every day? Because if it's soul-sucking to you for an hour, it's going to be soul-sucking 40 hours a week. I was just, uh, I had this gift. Um, I got to run into, I was in Boston recently on a business trip. And uh, one of my old Navy buddies who I hadn't seen in 30 years is now a commander uh, in the Coast Guard. 
uh, any station in Boston. So we sat down and, and chatted and, you know, where it, it was like no time had passed, right? Which is just crazy. 30 years, you know, wives, careers, kids, all of this stuff. You know, that was like a 20 minute conversation on both sides. And then we were kind of back in it. But one of the things that he said, Lacey, that that was fascinating to me was he's like, Matt, you work in financial services. Like, well, I'm not an advisor, but and he's like, well, let me ask you a couple of questions. All I ever did was think about my pension. I didn't realize that I probably needed to save more money than just my pension. So let's talk about military families. A lot of people think, well, they don't have any money. They don't need anything from a financial advisor because they have a military pension. They generally have life insurance and those things. What do you find that you're bringing to the table that isn't already, and I'm air quoting here, taken care of? Well, I think it's the personal relationship in the military. There's a lot of moving. So you're not staying with the same group of people. So you may get some financial help on at the installation you're currently stationed at, but that's going to change when you PCS and when you move. And so I think consistency is one very important thing. And that's often what people are looking for when their life is constant transition. They're looking for something that's stable. So that is one huge thing. Um, also, I think it's personality and who you are that you bring value to someone. So I'm a very positive person. I'm also um, very direct, so I'm not going to beat around the bush. And um, those people that come to you, they want the results. They came to you with an idea. They need something. So the military community, they could be struggling with getting out of debt. They could be struggling with understanding the thrift savings plan or how to invest. Military spouses, what do I do with all these 401ks I have from every move I've made? Um, and so going to them and being able to talk with them, have a good relationship because it's intimate. Often people are telling you the things that they've never said out loud before. And so that's that the relationship I think is really important. So who you are, how you motivate them, how you make them feel. And when they walk out the door, if they're like, Hey, I want to go back and talk with Lacey again, because I'm highly motivated. I did the things she said I, I should do. And now I'm ready for the next step. So I think it's consistency in who you are in, in the offerings. Nice. One of the things that Joel had said was, um, they didn't get the greatest guidance on some real estate. Now I know that's outside of general. I mean, it's not though. Right. But those are the sorts of things that, you know, they move and maybe they have a house. They want to turn it into a rental that changes where their income's coming from the level of complexity. I don't think a lot of people really understand, uh, all of the 401ks that you talked about. There's a lot of levels of complexity here. Now, I want to get brass tacks here because I'm sure that our listeners are thinking, well, you know what? They don't have a substantial amount of AUM for you to manage. So, the, you know, the regular assets under management sort of fee structure might not apply to you, does it? How do you actually logistically make a living working with people who a lot of their money is entirely locked up? Well, for me, I work more in the coaching space and hourly and getting people resources that are free before they come to me. So if it's something on a military installation, getting help with their, their savings plan. Um, but I think that's a, a misconception about the military community is that they don't make a lot of money. They, I often have young service members that are 22 years old and have $200,000 in their checking account. I'm like, that's awesome. Great that you did everything. You're saving, you're spending less than you make, but 
checking account, probably not the best spot to just park $200,000. And so um, that is, I think, a misconception a lot of people have is that they don't make a lot of money. Their income is tax-free when they deploy, so they're not paying federal income tax. If they're married, they're receiving separation pay. They're ha receiving ha hazardous duty and hostile fire pay in many circumstances. Now, there are some issues with dual income for military spouses. So that's where they're taking the hit is if you have a car payment that's dependent on a military spouse's income and you PCS and they're no longer working, that's going to have a financial impact on you. If they were helping build up savings, yeah, your savings is going to take a hit, maybe your investments. So that part, but there, I think the military community does have consistent income. It's just planning and preparation. So I, they do have I don't want to say that, you know, everybody has money, but, you know, where they put the priority, they can make that happen. Now, this is the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast, so we're going to switch gears here because I want to talk about how you're reaching your target market. What are you doing to get the word out and to get more people to understand that you are the advisor and the coach that helps military families? My biggest marketing arm is my podcast, The Military Money Show. That's a huge part of me reaching the community and having my voice out there and being an authentic voice. I, again, grew up in the military. I served. I have a financial background, and that's a way for me to not only share my advice and help, but also bring in other voices, experts in specific areas to share knowledge to my audience, I think is really important because I want to provide value to them. That is huge. I also have a blog, LaceyLangford.com, where I'm able to share information. And then now connecting all of that that I was trying to do, reaching all of those people has made it so other financial advisors, other coaches, counselors want to get connected into the community. And so that's where Mill Money Con kind of came in, was bringing people together that are united by military service. So there's different arms that have put me out there, including social media. Now, when you say that the podcast is your primary way to get the voice out, I get asked this all the time, and I know you do too, but let's talk numbers, right? I mean, are you getting tens of thousands of downloads to your show? How do you benchmark that as being successful, uh, and, and how has it grown since inception? I don't have tens of thousands, but definitely I have a thousands of people listening, I'll say. Um, but I am reaching a direct audience. It's a very niche audience. It's the military community. And we're talking about money. That's what my show is about. And if I impact one person, my goal is already reached. So if I have one listener, that was huge to me, you know, the first five, 10 as it grew, but each month reaching that many people with the direct information, the correct information, if it's about the thrift savings plan, or if it's somebody coming talking about social security, having somebody from the social security office tell people directly, I think is huge. Um, but no, I do have a good audience and brands connect with that, which it helps you know, fund everything for the show and income. And if a brand wants to be in front of the military community as it relates to money, I have all of my listeners are their ideal clients. I, you know, I'm not Joe Rogan, but if Joe Rogan, they were trying to reach military people on his show, they might get some, 
I mean, that's actually a lot, but, um, but you know, with, with my show, that's directly. So understanding who my audience is, I think is really important and continuing to grow it is, is always my goal and to reach more people because I can help more people that way. But, um, I think that you don't have to have tens of thousands of people to have a huge impact and to have a, a positive impact on your business. I totally teed you up for that, uh, for my own devices. Full transparency, everybody. I'm sure all of you know that I do this a lot. But she's got the right mindset, everybody. Oh, my God. Uh, how many people she's reaching, focusing on her ideal target market, making sure she's educating them. She's a farmer. She's building this amazing crop of listeners who are going to rely on her because she's consistently building a relationship with her ideal target market. And the craziest thing, and this is what makes me so happy, and I'm so glad that you're on the show, is because you live in this world of abundance. You have your direct competition on your shows providing guidance and advice because you know that a rising tide lifts all boats. Did you have that mindset early? Because I know you've had financial advisors on, you've had insurance professionals on, you've had other people who are financial coaches. They're how did you get over that? How did you get over as I don't want them on the show because they're going to be taking from me. Was that early on? It was had later development. Elaborate on that, please. I think it developed over time and I'm still working on it is confidence. I, I wouldn't say I'm the most confident person in the world, but each time I put a show out and wh whoever the guest is, I try to remember that there is only one me. We may all be trying to help people with money and we would like to be paid for that expertise, that help that we're giving people. Again, there's a difference between making money and pro bono work. And I do want to make money at this. Anybody can go out and get free financial advice. I mean, that's the way a lot of things are moving. They can get all that stuff online. They can learn how to invest. They could take courses for free online. There's so much information out there. So I try to remember that people are coming because of me, of who I am, how I make them feel, my sense of humor, my directness. I am very thoughtful in the guests that I bring on. It's it's my house. I don't just let anybody come in around my family. It's very important to me it's, you know, that somebody's not predatory. It's not about sales. It's about you being authentic and providing value. And if that resonates with somebody, I give you a way to for them to connect with you at, on the show. And so I try to keep that in mind is that there's enough to go around and I am not going to hit a home run with everyone. Everybody's not going to be a super fan of Lacey. And I understand that. And I'm happy to pass them off to somebody that maybe if they're super engineer and very analytical, I'm probably not your girl. I'm more into the, you know, kick, kick in the pants kind of directness with money. And so realizing that if my ultimate goal is to help people, I need to realize that I might not always be the best helper for them and I can send them off to somebody that can help them reach their goals and have the quality of life that they want. I was just at a marketing conference and it was crazy. And in fact, you should go next year. We'll I was there. I oh, was you there. what? I was at Jolt. <laughs> Every time I try to just talk to you, you're very busy. So Why do you do with that? Okay, so then you experience this. I yes, can't I believe you should have just punched somebody because I would have loved to have seen you. I'm sorry. So, um, okay, so you were there. You experienced this. There's like two schools of thought at these conferences, right? There's the people who are like, mind, 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 stay away, stay away. And then there's other people like that have your mindset. Here's the deal. There are other podcasting companies out there. 
they're either going to like what we do or they don't. I still want them to podcast and get their voice out in the marketplace, right? That's super powerful. And you have that same mindset. Dude, I can't believe we didn't run into each other. Now, mind you, everybody who's listening to this, if you weren't there, it was crazy. Like there was so much stuff going on all the time. Um, but yeah, what? yeah. All right. So let's talk about this conference, uh, which is kind of the, the last major point that I really wanted to bring up with you. I wanted to talk to you about about your your philosophy on the podcast, your hyper focus focus niche, how how there is actually money involved uh, from a revenue standpoint in, in working with military families, that you have really found your voice and who you are, and you're continuing to increase that confidence as you go, which is awesome. Um, and then you decided to really launch like this. It's kind of a big deal. So it's this mill money concert. Let's talk about that. Why did you do that? Who's there? Um, I don't know if this episode's going to go out actually before the event, um, but that doesn't mean that they still can't participate in future episodes or future conferences. So talk to us about that. Yes. And so the conference did happen um, and it was amazing. It reached all of my goals. What I wanted was to bring everybody together financial professionals that are united by military service in some way, whether you served or you're a military brat or you're a military spouse, or you just love the military community. We had a lot of people there that just wanted to support what we were doing, but there's so many things going on. I know that you experience this as a podcast host. You get to interact with amazing people doing amazing work. And that is one of the coolest things that I love is just talking to people about what they're passionate about and the impact that they're making in their personal life or careers. But I was noticing that a lot of people didn't know about other people to say, hey, this is the work that I'm doing to help the military community with money. I'm creating this resource or I'm creating this app or this tool. Well, actually, there's another person that's doing something similar, you know, that you should connect with them or they're creating something that's already established. Or like me, getting out of the military, I had no mentor. I wanted to be in the, a financial professional, but I didn't understand the playing field. I didn't understand what credentials I needed, what degree, what's a CFP, what's an AFC, what's fee-only, what's commission. You know, all of these things, I didn't have somebody to help guide me through that. And then as a military spouse, I'm a financial professional, but very hard to make money as a financial professional when you have to move every other year. And, and so I wanted to bring everybody together first of all to connect, to know, hey, you're in this space too. I'm in this space. I want people to continue their education and find these resources to connect and grow as a financial professional. But then also I want people to make money, whether you know, you're a service member coming out and starting out, you have a mentor that can help you with a paid job, maybe as, starting as a para planner or a military spouse, somebody you may only be able to work preschool hours, but connecting you with a company that needs somebody that only works preschool hours. And so that's why I wanted to do the conference is bring everybody together and connect in those ways and to grow their earning ability, I think was, was really important to me. So I got mud on my face for two things, sister. I'm usually way more prepared for this. So one that you, I didn't know that you were a jolt. I feel like a total dork. And then number two, I thought that your conference was like in a month. And so, uh, I don't, did we reschedule this or something? I just really, anyway, whatever. Uh, sorry about that. I'm apologizing, not just to you, but to the audience. I really should have known those things, but I want to break the conference out just a little bit more. Because that seems very broad reaching, right? So not only are you bringing people who want to serve the military community together, but you also wanted to try to create this 
culture of mentorship and giving back so that more people would come in and realize that there were resources that you didn't have. How did you find those people? I mean, it doesn't seem like people who are serving military families are like wildly prevalent. There's not a lot of them. How did you find those people? And then how did you convince them that they should be mentoring and try to bring in a new generation of advisor to help all of these people? Well, thankfully, I'm really connected in the community, given the work that I do, that I, I am practicing in this space. And so it's a lot of my peers that I ask to say, hey, one, I'd like you to be there. I'd like you to apply to speak. I'd like you to come. I'd like you to tell your community about it. So it really was grassroots. And I knew it would have to be the first year to have to, to prove it, you know, and to get people there. I connected with a lot of active duty service members through people I knew on active duty. And then they helped spread the word that if you're interested in this space, please come. I gave a lot of scholarships to active duty so that they were able to attend. And I focused on the local area in this year it was in North Carolina. And then I'll do the same thing for next year. I'll focus on the military installations near the location and really just sharing that information. And then also I didn't just focus on people that are serving the military community as financial advisors or pr professionals in general, but people that maybe you are an advisor, you're a veteran, and maybe you serve widows. Maybe you serve, you know, veterinarians, whoever, but you used to be in the military. So you understand this environment. You understand the active duty service member trying to get out. You, you know, you know what it was like for your spouse to try to work while you are on active duty. So bringing those people together, I, it, it was grassroots. I was really blown away when I was talking to my friend Joel about how everything has changed so much. So I haven't been in the military for 30 years and just the amount of differences, the amount of changes, the amount of benefits, the amount of opportunities, how retirement works, the level of complexity is pretty amazing. Um, and so I'm just very, very grateful that there are people like you out there and your network uh, that are really focused on helping people, because I don't know if a lot of you know this, you know, everybody's really super gung-ho when you're in the service. Uh, and then when you get out, you're on your own, right? There aren't a lot of resources out there to help you with, to navigate any of the VA system, any of your benefits, any of that stuff. So uh, I, I really want to thank you for doing that. Thank you. I appreciate that. But you're right. There isn't the same community when you get out. And that's what I'm trying to do is pull people back in to say, no, we're still family. We're still family. You can't get away. <laughs> and, and how can we help each other? <laughs> how can we lift each other up? Because that is the same, you know, rising tides, lift all ships, all boats. And the things that you are doing can have a positive impact on others and vice versa. How can we come together and lift each other up? That was my mantra. I, said that over and over again at the conference is so important to me. So I'm, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Now my favorite question of the podcast is uh, what question should I have asked you that I didn't? I would say what motivates me to keep doing this every day. All right. Answer the question. The impact that I have on people, connecting people, helping them change their life, whether that's getting out of debt, whether that is learning how to invest and thinking it's not so scary now, having a positive impact on people makes getting up easier when the bad days, when it's like trying to figure out the business side or things aren't going right, having that impact on people is, is um, the fuel that keeps the fire going for me. 
I am sure that there are going to be people who want to know more about you, the conference, your podcast. What is the best way for them to reach out to you and who should reach out to the, to you if they want to get more involved? For the conference, if you are, have served military spouse or um, a military brat interested in the military, you definitely would be awesome for the conference, Mill Money Con, and you can go to millmoneycon.com, connect with me there, get on the email list. That's huge to find out all the information about the conference. But also in the fall, I'll be opening up speaker submissions. And if you are a financial professional and want to provide knowledge to the group to help them continue their education, that would be awesome. And then the podcast is the military money show you can find that anywhere podcasts are found and um mill money or mill money con is my handle on all social media well hey i i know this is very personal for me i want to thank you for what you're doing uh it's absolutely fantastic it was so much fun uh on our pre-call when i just got to know who you are and what made you tick uh, I'm so glad that there are people like out, out there like you who have this very mission-driven focus. I kind of want to end with the podcast on that. Is everybody, if you don't have that strong passion, that burning desire to help somebody, um, it's okay to be a generalist. But if you do have that passion for something, you're going to find out very quickly in this hyper-focused world that we live in, where people really want to hang out with people who really have the same things in common, you can niche down as specific as you want. Whether it is dogs, cats, military, wine, golf, doesn't matter, professions, veterinarians, dentists, podiatrists, it doesn't matter. Uh, I've got somebody who focuses specifically on the construction trades. Those are the sorts of things that when you find that passion, you know their language, you speak their language, and you want to help them because there's that kindred spirit, everything changes for you and your practice. So Lacey, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. All right, everybody. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you do. If you give us a rating, that's even better. Uh, if you have not checked out the Pod Rocket Academy, please do that. It's freaking free. I don't know why more people aren't going into that because it's free. You can go in there and learn all sorts of great stuff. Like if you want to know how to start your own podcast, you can do Podcasting 101. It will walk you through everything you need to do to start your own podcast in a compliant manner. So for Lacey and all of us here at Proud Mouth, this is Matt Halloran, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the Pod Rocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you are meant to be.